Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. Police need your help searching for the suspects involved in a shooting this week in North Austin. Austin police tell us it happened at the Avalon Palms apartment on Northgate Boulevard, north of US 183 near Runberg. Officers on the scene said they found 21-year-old Francisco Montufa Miranda with a gunshot wound. He died at the hospital. Today, a final goodbye for former congresswoman and state lawmaker as mourners will bury Eddie Bernice Johnson at the state cemetery here in Austin. At her funeral in Dallas yesterday, friends and colleagues from a decade, decades in public service paid their respects. The graveside service in Austin is happening today at 2 in the afternoon. At least four people are dead, thousands still without power as the powerful storms charged across the country yesterday, bringing in snow, rain, wind, and thunder to the Pacific, Northwest, the Plains, the Gulf Coast, South, and the Mid-Atlantic. In all, 164 million people under winter weather alerts from freeze warnings to tornado warnings. And here in Austin, it is another cold start to your morning this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. A break from the storms this week, Kristen. But what are we setting up for later on today? Another storm tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So this will be the day to get anything done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've got really nice weather today. Let me show you what's going on outside. Happy Wednesday to you. Clouds and radar not showing anything too exciting. Live look outside. Indeed, domain camera not giving us anything too impressive up top, but look at the temperature. It's cold out there. We're down to freezing up in North Austin. Temperatures this morning much colder than where we were yesterday. You see there temperatures in the 30s for most of us near freezing, if not even below it in some spots. 31 degrees out there in Giddings and Lockhart. San Marcos, 30 degrees. We've got 20s out in Llano. Bundle up. You want that heavy coat this morning as those temperatures are down about 5 to 15 degrees compared to yesterday. Now, will be a better afternoon to follow compared to what we felt on Tuesday because we're getting rid of most of the stronger winds. We're still going to be breezy at times, but there's going to be plenty of sunshine, and that southerly wind helps our temperatures actually climb into the upper 60s. So today's going to be a perfect afternoon to get outside, maybe clean up after the wind that we had earlier this week, and get ready for the next storm, which again comes in later tomorrow. This is going to be a cold front and as far as the impacts go, yes, there's going to be a storm threat to it, but more wind on the way. We're going to talk more about the impacts of not just this cold front, but a second cold front that brings frigid weather to Central Texas next week. In fact, the new data coming in this morning, trending even colder. We're talking teens and 20s here in Central Texas. I'll break down when you can expect that blast of Arctic air in your first morning forecast. Krista, thank you. You know, for the first time, we're talking to the nonprofit now in charge of staffing Austin's overnight cold weather shelters. The Austin Area Urban League took over this year after a previous audit of the shelters. And KXN's Grace Reader breaks down the changes and how you can help. With temperatures dropping below freezing, a safe place to sleep could be life or death. But after a city audit released roughly a year ago showed flaws in how the city staffs its overnight cold weather shelters, there's a new group in charge of staffing this year. Austin Area Urban League has been a great partner with Cold Weather Shelter. They are incredibly passionate about helping those who are on the streets and unsheltered. For the first time, we talked with the leader of that nonprofit who says for a 12-hour activation like the one Tuesday night, it takes roughly six staff members per shelter, but it also takes volunteers, and the longer it's cold, the more help they need. They don't just need a response, they need an appropriate 
and more than adequate response. And we've been partnering with the city and some of our community collaborators to provide that. A benefit to having a majority of the staff be service providers and not city staff, as was the case previously, is that it's an opportunity to connect people with long-term resources or help they may not get otherwise. Because we get them in and that's a 12 to a 24-hour activation but it's a moment to impact somebody's quality of life. The Austin Area Urban League says staff have done some Red Cross and FEMA trainings, but admitted they could do more. They're also trained in de-escalation and conflict resolution, according to their CEO. He believes they're the right crew. This is something we've been doing, so the acumen is there and the desire to serve our brothers and sisters is beyond that. And you can help. The Austin Area Urban League is asking for volunteers and donations. We'll tell you how over at KXAN.com. Bring it and let's serve together. That's it. That's all I ask. Grace Reader, KXAN News. And with the help of the Austin Area Urban League, the city has the ability to set up three shelters at city rec centers, and those can house up to 300 people and pets are also allowed. City is of Austin is asking and preparing for the roads for the potential ice storms that we may be seeing this winter. Yeah, the Transportation Public Works Department training on handling chainsaws, debris removal, vehicle chain installation, also brine and dolomite application. It has also added battery backups for signaled intersections and brought in additional generators for potential outages. We have more on this and the advice from the city encouraging drivers to be extra cautious and know how to defog your windshield on our website. How to help your car in these conditions, you can check that link at KXAN.com. Now to the election interference case against former President Donald Trump. Trump in a federal appeals court yesterday and there his lawyer argued that he should be immune from prosecution for those actions he carried out while he was in the White House. And meanwhile, the Department of Justice argued nothing in the Constitution shields Trump from prosecution now. NBC News, News, NBC News senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett shares two big takeaways from it. Donald Trump's legal team is asking a federal appeals court to do something that's never been done before, to find their client completely, absolutely, 100% immune from prosecution, shielded from all criminal charges related to his efforts to overturn the last election. The Justice Department, in turn, arguing Mr. Trump is not above the law. And the three judges that heard this case seemed deeply skeptical that Mr. Trump's legal team has come down on the right side of this. But guys, the thing to watch here is one of timing because the trial is currently set for March, but that could be entirely in jeopardy. Either way, this case actually turns out. All right, thank you, Laura. The Austin Police Department is asking for your help identifying a suspect from an armed robbery this weekend. Police say the person you see in this video here demanded money while threatening two employees with a gun at the Montemoros Taco Truck. This off the I-35 southbound frontage road on Saturday, happened around one in the morning near Runberg Lane. Anyone with any information asked to contact police. There is new security video capturing the moment a downtown Fort Worth hotel exploded, what the fire department says caused it. And the deal Mexico wants made to help bring down the number of migrants crossing. List of demands that country has for the U.S. Good Wednesday morning. This is a live look up north from our Indeed domain tower camera looking over Q2 Stadium and North Austin. Happy to have you here with us. So we kick off another day. There's some new security video capturing the moment 
a downtown Fort Worth hotel exploded. Fire department blaming natural gas. Well, you don't see the explosion. You can definitely hear it the moment it went off. That's the sound. This is security footage from the O'Hanlon de Marathon Castillo law office located right across from the hotel. Turns out the explosion blew out at least two floors of the Sandman Signature Hotel. Authorities say about 20 people were treated for injuries with one still in critical condition. I will tell you with confidence that there's been a lot of social media reporting on different things um, that are nefarious in nature and we have found no indication we have found no indication, and I spoke to city council earlier today with Chief Noakes from the police department, and we have no indication that, that there's any uh, purposeful intent to cause harm here. Authorities say rescuers found several people trapped in the basement. Firefighters with dogs searched the rubble overnight, but the chief said that there's no indication anyone is missing. Efforts to help out a beloved local restaurant owner in his time of need as the Pflugerville community is rallying behind one of their own. Five family members now in custody after a former Williamson County judge and his wife were killed. Good morning all, happy Wednesday. A thriller in Cincinnati. Texas men's basketball looking for their first conference win of the year and it went down to the wire. Good morning, another live look up from North Austin. 36 degrees is your temperature in downtown. It is even colder though in a lot of other parts of Central Texas, including where this picture is coming from. Happy to have you on a chilly Wednesday morning. I want to tell you this, doctors at the Walter Reed National Medical Center have confirmed Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is diagnosed with and receiving treatment for prostate cancer. Yeah, Austin faced scrutiny when it came to light. He had been hospitalized over New Year's without clearly informing Pentagon officials or the White House of his medical condition. NBC News senior medical correspondent Dr. John Torres lays out what we know about the treatment. We're learning more about the prostate cancer diagnosis of U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. He was hospitalized last week following what the Pentagon said was an elective medical procedure to treat his cancer. While normally very safe, there were some complications reported. It's important to know prostate cancer is the leading cause of cancer in men and even more prevalent among African-American men. More ahead on his diagnosis and procedure on today. Okay, Walmart wants to expand drone delivery and the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex will serve as the ground for it. Yeah, the retail giant announced it's going to expand drone delivery to 1.8 million additional homes in the DFW area. Walmart drones previously completed 20,000 drone deliveries across seven states, with North Texas as one of the first places to see the service. Be able to like place your order uh, in the future, in the next three to four months, through Walmart app, and you'll be if you're eligible for drone delivery, it will tell you you're eligible for drone delivery, and you can choose to get your orders through drone delivery. Walmart also announcing a generative AI-powered search experience for customers with Apple devices. The company provided a glimpse into Walmart in-home replenishment, planning to use AI to learn your shopping habits and then keep them stocked when it comes to your favorite groceries. Hmm. I don't know we, if I need AI to tell me what I need at Walmart. Yeah, like, Walmart tells me <laughs> what I need when I get it's it. It's not going to deliver me any kind of wand. It's just like, here you go. Here, yeah. you need some water. Yeah, toothpaste. <laughs> Would you volunteer for one of the test drones to drop off your 
your goods? That'd sure. Be fun. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, how much damage can it do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, if anything, I think the drone would be more at risk than my yeah. home. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here, because if maybe drones your thing, I know there's there's a big kind of hobby culture to that. Today's going to be a great day to fly. It's a little breezy in the afternoon, but overall, we've got a good looking Wednesday ahead of us. Friends, nothing on radar to show you across the state. Live look outside. This is our West Shore home camera sitting right on top of the cake, saying studio here in central Austin. Clear skies and 36 degrees. It is cold out there. We've got everybody in those 30s pretty much across central Texas and you'll notice as a whole Lone Star State grabbing the jacket 20s and 30s for most here in Texas. The exception some low 40s along the coast. Looking ahead we've got temperatures in the upper 60s today. That's going to be noticeably warmer than the mid 50s we had yesterday. Plenty of sunshine to help get us there. The winds today are coming out of the south southwest at about 10 to 20 miles per hour, occasionally gusting to 30 miles per hour, but not nearly as horrendous with the winds as what we've had over the last couple of days. Let me jump into tomorrow night because that will be our next chance for some storms and potentially some strong to severe storms. Got a cold front coming in, could potentially trigger some thunderstorms bringing hail and wind. A lot of this is going to be outside of the area though. Very low risk for those storms to actually make it to central Texas. It's part of a bigger storm system dropping out of the Pacific Northwest. We're just going to get the cold front out of this Thursday night. Behind it, cooler air and more wind. To, uh, Friday is almost going to look identical to what we had yesterday. Windy conditions, plenty of sunshine, cooler temperatures. Then we get into kind of the main event, if you will, of the seven day forecast, and that's going to be this Arctic cold front coming in late Sunday. Potentially a few little spits of flurry, sleet, freezing rain. Not a big deal, though. The cold will be a serious threat here because looking now at some of the wind chills we've got behind that front, look at what it could feel like Monday morning. That hurts. That's a feels like temperature of zero in Mason. Single digit feels like temperatures coming at us Monday morning. So big heads up. It's going to get cold real quick once we get into next week. Seven day forecast sunshine 60s today. There's that storm threat overnight. Again, most day dry. Just a few isolated storms on our radar. Temperatures go from the 70s to the 50s between tomorrow and Friday with more wind Friday morning. Relatively quiet weekend until that cold front comes in late Sunday a dangerously cold start to next week. Highs in the 30s, overnight lows in the teens and 20s. Thank you, Kristen. Austin leaders have announced interim assistant city manager Robert Good will stay in the job permanently. Good's going to continue to oversee several city entities, including Austin Water, Aviation, Transportation, also the city's involvement in that massive transportation expansion project, Project Connect. And going in depth on this, the city is also looking for a new city manager. Candidates can now apply until February 12th. Jesus Garza has been in that interim role since city council fired former manager Spencer Kronk. That followed last February's winter storm that left tens of thousands of people in Austin without power. City hired a national search team to find qualified candidates for council to review. Garza not going to be in the running for this opening. Council already pulled him out of retirement for the interim job. Mayor Kirk Watson says he hopes to have this position filled by April. JetBlue will soon see a historic change in leadership. CEO Robin Hayes is stepping down next month to be replaced by current COO Joanne 
Garrity. She will become the first woman to lead a major U.S. airline. The departure comes as JetBlue tries to acquire budget carrier Spirit Airlines, a nearly $4 billion combination. The New York-based carrier argues will help it grow and better compete against larger rivals like Delta and United. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Good morning, all. Happy Wednesday. After Texas men's basketball lost their conference opener to Texas Tech, head coach Rodney Terry said about Dylan DeSue working his way back from a foot injury, quote, it's going to take some time in terms of getting him back in a rhythm, unquote. Well, this man may have a future in music because his rhythm is most certainly back. A night ago, Texas and Cincinnati, a packed house in southern Ohio, or almost Kentucky if you want to get technical. Texas up 8-4 to four early. Dylan Mitchell, how about the big coast? to coast laying that one in longhorns up 10 to 4 a good start but cincinnati closing the gap late first half and it's max ace miss tyrese hunter alley-oop laying still impressive probably could have thrown it down texas up two at the break then we go to under six left in the game texas down one here's to sue talk about that rhythm 31 points after that setting a career high longhorns back in front but here down one with a minute to go seamus lacocious practice that name a whole lot fade away Cincinnati up three, then on the other end, DeSue, friendly roll. They're down one after that. They foul Cincinnati. They missed the first free throw. So Texas, the chance to not just tie, but take the lead. Max Aismas, ice in the veterans' veins. This guy is just so cold on the floor. Texas goes up one in the final moments. The host trying to steal it back. No, sir. Off iron, and the horns win. What a moment for Texas getting their first Big 12 win of the year on the road. A really gutsy performance from Max Aismas and Texas. We'll continue to, to grow from it, um, continue to understand the intensity we to play with. Um, you know, the big thing was, um, you know, open up Big 12 play. We didn't, you know, we didn't get a victory. Um, so it was really watching that um, and then seeing how we were going to respond. Um, so we knew it was a big moment for us. And, um, you know, the guys responded the right way, um, bringing the right intensity, you know, and playing a full four 40 minutes. Next for the men at West Virginia this weekend. For football, we've been talking about a whole lot of guys heading to the NFL draft. How about one of these veterans staying, number 33, David Benda, going to be a sixth-year guy. Yeah, that is a real veteran presence. The linebacker who has a great story of persevering to earn some starting time this year was fourth on the team in tackles last year. He announces officially he is back for a sixth season with the Burn Orange. Also, Texas women in action later tonight at home at the Mood, looking to keep the good vibes rolling for Vic Schaefer's crew. That's it for sports. We'll send it back to you. Thank you, Noah. Private mission to the moon that launched earlier this week will not land on the lunar surface. Pittsburgh-based Astro Robotic Technologies has reported a problem with its lunar lander spacecraft. The rocket lifted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida early Monday morning. Separation went as planned and data was coming through. However, about seven hours after the liftoff, the company said its craft suffered a propulsion failure, meaning that the spacecraft is leaking propellant making it impossible to complete the mission. Now, the mission carrying tech and science experiments for NASA was meant to be the first time the U.S. has landing on the moon in more than 50 years. Another hiccup here, NASA's effort to return astronauts to the moon are delayed again. The agency announced it is its next Artemis mission is going to launch in September 2025 rather than later this year. Mission will send four astronauts on the flight around the moon in a capsule. NASA saying the two flights are being pushed back to test new technologies on the Orion spacecraft for crewed moon missions. This latest setback follows years of holdups, some big budget overruns with NASA's Artemis program. 
John Brotherton is well known uh, worldwide in barbecue circles, and that's not an understatement. He's also well known in the Pflugerville uh, community because of his big heart and his giving heart. Employees at a Pflugerville restaurant are speaking highly of their boss. And so is the community. John Brotherton, owner of Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue, suffered a medical event last week and he had to go to the hospital. Pflugerville community members are rallying behind a beloved barbecue restaurant and the city. Members started a GoFundMe for him, raising more than $61,000. And as of yesterday, his family says they are grateful for the community support and the restaurant would remain open for customers. They've raised so much money. You can find the link to the GoFundMe under this story at KXAN.com. For those listening on the KXA and Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at five. Homeowners in a Northeast Austin neighborhood very frustrated with fast cars ripping through their streets. What they are asking for from the city. 